Hello everybody, welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Hey everybody, it's Anshi here and welcome to another episode of Binge on Selva podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and for your support. I truly, truly appreciate it. I can't believe this is already the third episode. I just can't believe I really done it and I started the podcast and that you're listening to it and I apologize for my accent. English is not my native language but I'm trying to do my best. Anyway, today I would like to talk about perfectionism and our desire to be perfect. I think it's no secret that many people with an eating disorder do have perfectionism tendencies but obviously perfectionism doesn't apply only to an eating disorder we can aim for perfectionism in different areas of our lives and i honestly believe that the desire to be perfect and to become the best and perfect version of myself that i created in my head which was completely unreachable and unrealistic by the way is what ultimately led me and maybe many of you as well to the abyss of an eating disorder. And I think that the perfectionism and its connection to an eating disorder and the recovery process is really interesting and really important to talk about. So that's what we're going to focus on in today's episode. Let's get into it. I need to start this episode asking, why do we want to be perfect? When I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking and trying to figure out why do we have such tendencies for things to be perfect? And why do we want to be perfect? And why everything in our life must be perfect? And to be completely honest with you, who doesn't want to be perfect? I mean, wouldn't it be nice to live a perfect life in a perfect world where nothing but good things would happen? And you wouldn't need to worry about anything because you would know that your life would be equally perfect tomorrow as it was today. Well, of course, that would be great. That would be even perfect. But unfortunately, perfection doesn't exist. Yet, for some reason, we still believe that even though it doesn't exist, it is something that's achievable. That perfection is a state that we can reach and it's something that we can become. I believe almost every one of us wants or wanted at some point to be perfect. Someone wants to be perfect in everything. Someone aims for perfection in specific area of their lives. For example, someone strives for perfection in education, in their grades. Others may strive for perfection in their jobs. Others may try to be perfect as parents or as partners. And some may strive for perfectionism in terms of their appearance. 
Now, I don't think that perfectionism is necessarily just a bad thing. There are definitely situations where it can have a positive effect. It can help us to work harder for something that we want. It can motivate us to keep practicing and practicing to do better and better next time. The problem occurs when perfectionism tendencies take over our efforts and decisions and mindset completely and we strive for things to be perfect rather than for things to be done. I think that we may strive for perfectionism because we believe that once we're perfect, people will finally accept us and love us and respect us. We may think that once we're quote-unquote perfect, then we'll finally get the approval and the validation that we've been searching for and that we can find within ourselves. And ironically, the more we try to be perfect, whatever area it is we're trying to be perfect in, the more we will inevitably find ourselves failing and doing less, putting less effort and even procrastinating because we just can't keep up with those unrealistic goals and standards we set up for ourselves. I honestly think that perfectionism is a fuel to an eating disorder and a fuel to the recovery. If you currently deal or you have dealt with an eating disorder in the past, you might have noticed that you were really unhappy with any progress you made because the progress simply didn't feel enough. There was always something you thought you could do better. When I was in the worst phase of anorexia for me, all I could think of was the number on the scale. And although I was happy when I lost some weight, the number on the scale was really never low enough. And of course, the problem is that I would never be happy. I would never be skinny enough to say, okay, I'm done. This is enough. I'm skinny enough. Because that's not how an eating disorder works. Later on with binge eating disorder, after I binge, I always restricted or tried to restrict any calorie intake the next day after the binge. But I usually always ended up binging again because I set for myself completely unrealistic goals like not ever binging again. Although I've binged, I have been binge eating for like two years, literally every single fucking day. Or I would think that I would just eat super healthy and that I won't eat or crave any of the, not like junk food, but anything else than vegetable and fruit and low calorie foods. And the toughest part for me was certainly the recovery process because again, I imagine it to be perfect. The toughest part for me was certainly the recovery process because I imagine it to be perfect. What I envisioned was more or less straight path with consecutive steps that I needed to take in order to recover from binge eating disorder. But essentially what my recovery journey looks like is like a road with hundreds of different turns and dead ends and many wrong turns and it's always been like one step or two step forward and then 10 steps back. And what I really needed to do in terms of the recovery was I needed to accept the fact, which is obviously really hard to accept, but I needed to accept that things just are not perfect and I am not perfect and my recovery isn't going to be perfect and that I won't feel super happy and excited about everything 100% of time 
and that things won't go as planned or as I want them to go. And I also needed to accept that I am a human being and that it's great that my family loves me and my partner loves me and I love them. But I need to accept myself as I am. Skinny, not skinny, lean, not lean, successful, not successful, shy, not shy, whatever. And I needed, desperately needed, to treat myself better. Now I would like to talk a little bit about different ways how the perfectionism tendencies can reflect in an eating disorder and in our lives. Number one is comparison. My favorite quote is, comparison is a thief of joy. And it's honestly one of the very few things I actually believe in. And it is true, comparison is indeed a thief of joy. The more we compare what we look like, the more we compare how much we weighed, how tall or short we are, the more we compare our bodies and our personalities. But even what we achieved or what we didn't achieve and where we are in life, the more we compare those things to others, the more unhappy we will be. The effect of social media is humongous and I think we still don't fully know and realize the full extent of the effect of social media on us as human beings and how these things will affect us in the future and how it will affect our decisions and values and everything. I have few favorite influencers and YouTubers that I like to follow and I like getting inspired by what they do, what they try and stuff like that. But it's honestly so easy to get caught up in that fancy perfect like world of the influencers and compare myself to them. And when I do so, when I do compare myself, I'm thinking like, if I only was that beautiful or if I only was this successful and lean and popular and whatever. And obviously when I really let it get to me, it's like a punch in the face because I see 20 year olds buying houses, traveling the world. And then there's me, 26 year old with a master's degree from a non-perspective major, working a 9 to 5 job, not being able to afford to buy a house in like next 50 years or so. But you know what, that's okay, I am enough and I'm amazing and so are you and none of what we see on social media shouldn't make us feel that way and it shouldn't make us feel like we're less than. And oftentimes we don't necessarily have to compare ourselves to people on social media but we may compare ourselves to a family member or a friend or a colleague, I don't know, maybe even to your partner's ex or whatever. What helped me when I got caught up in the comparison mindset is I would do a little social media detox and I didn't necessarily stop using the social media altogether, but I just, I got really choosy in terms of what content I want to consume and what people I want to follow and what energy I want to kind of bring into my life. The way number two, how perfectionism manifests in our lives and in our eating disorders is having a perfect meal day every day. Another way how we often let the perfectionism affect us and how it reflects in an eating disorder is the belief that we must have a perfect quote-unquote meal day every day. And what I mean by this is that we often think, or at least I did, 
that every meal I eat must be perfect. My breakfast must be perfect, and so do my lunch. So does my lunch, and so does my dinner, and so do all my snacks. And if I ate something that wasn't on my imaginary allowed food list, I would feel like a failure, and I would tell myself that I screwed up, and I must start over again tomorrow, fresh and clean. And the only reason why I felt like I needed to start over was because I because it wasn't perfect anymore. I would punish myself for it by barely eating the next day or by overexercising and stuff like that. And the more I failed, the stricter I was on myself and that only led to more failures and more binges. I think the biggest change for me in this sense came with the recovery and I slowly but surely accepted that I can have a chocolate and I can eat things that I like and it doesn't mean anything else but eating chocolate. There's no like healthy food, unhealthy food and good food and bad food, but more like food that's rich in nutrients and food that's not that nutritious and like that's all. And if you have a chocolate or a donut or a cake or whatever you want to have, And if you have a chocolate, if you have a donut, if you have whatever you like, it doesn't mean like you screwed up and that you have to start all over again just because you had that one thing. And it doesn't make your progress all of the sudden like ruined. Way number three is desire to look perfect. I'm pretty sure we are all guilty of this. I mean, who doesn't want to look perfect? And it's not always bad, obviously, of course, that if you're going somewhere, maybe like on a date or you're really looking forward to something, you want to feel and look perfect and you want to feel and look your best. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But the problem is when we're trying to be perfect at everything, in every situation, under all circumstances, every freaking day. I remember at high school, I was literally obsessed with looking perfect and with being perfect. I remember that in the middle of the winter, I didn't wear socks because I found them too embarrassing and they didn't match my outfit because I hated pants and jeans and everything. So I went skirts all the freaking time, but socks obviously didn't match it. So I didn't wear them. And who cares, I had a cold like every other week, right? And I curled my hair with a curling iron almost every single day. I even woke up like two hours before I had to leave to school because it took me that long to get ready. And I needed to look perfect wherever I went, whatever I did. And it was honestly so annoying because it was so limiting and I didn't really enjoy where I was or who I was with or what I was doing because all I could care about was do I look fat in this? Do my thighs jiggle when I walk? And do my hair look great? Now when I recall these things I found them so funny but also embarrassing. I don't know how I could get through high school but I realized that the biggest issue with all of this was that I never actually accepted myself in the first place. I thought that once everyone in this world would accept me and love me and give me approval, then I am indeed perfect and then I can finally like relax, chill out and love myself. I thought that being perfect meant being accepted. 
Now, it sounds like I am super happy with myself and that I got it got it all figured out, but that's not true. But I think I've done a huge progress, especially since high school and I wear socks now and I wear jeans. I've talked about the appearance and that we all want to look perfect, but oftentimes we don't want to be perfect just appearance-wise, but also as people in general, which brings me to point number four, being perfect as a person. We strive to be a perfect student, perfect employee, perfect entrepreneur, perfect partner, parent, maybe perfect daughter or son or whoever. And we try to handle all these roles at the same time and we try to excel in all of them at the same time. I thought I had to be a perfect student and I did for some time. And then I got into uni and started dating with my boyfriend and I started to binge more often. And all of a sudden, I didn't know how to be perfect anymore. For example, for years, I thought I must be literally the opposite of who I am. I've always been very shy, introverted, not really chatty. I find it difficult to make friends. I had like low self-esteem. And the picture perfect in my head was confident, easygoing, very charismatic, likable, and surrounded by friends and successful. And I thought this is who I must become in order to finally love myself and in order to be happy, to be perfect in everything. The truth is, you don't have to be perfect in order to be a good person. And you don't have to be a perfect partner in order to be loved. I literally put my boyfriend through hell and back. He supported me when both anorexia and binge eating were at my worst and my lowest points. He was there for me throughout the recovery journey. He supported me. And anyone who's been through an eating disorder knows it's like an emotional roller coaster and being through all of this I couldn't be further from being quote-unquote perfect in relationship yet he still says he loves me every single day to me just like I am and that's just so amazing and that makes me so grateful and it makes and it just reminds me every single day that you don't have to be perfect You just have to be you. That's all that really matters. Number five is the all or nothing mindset. I have an article on my blog at bingeonselflove.com. I'll make sure to leave a link in the show notes. And in the article, I explain details on why do we have the all or nothing mindset and how limiting it is. And I also add some tips on how to break that mindset. And the idea behind it is that you either want it all or you want nothing. You either have to try your best or you don't try at all. And this mindset is extremely limiting because things like good or great or amazing do not exist for you. It's either perfect or nothing. If you'd like to know more on this, make sure to check the article in the show notes. And the last point I have four different ways on how the desire to be perfect manifests through the eating disorder and in our lives is that striving striving for perfection will never make you happy because you will never reach your goal to be perfect because perfection doesn't exist 
once you've lost the way you want it, you won't be any happier or satisfied than you were before. Chances are you'll try to search for yet another diet, yet another way to lose weight, or you will search for ways how to gain control over food. I recently came across a really interesting article published on eatingdisorderhope.com by Rebecca Cooper. And I'll make sure to leave the link to the article in the show notes. And it says, and I'll quote, When people live for external validation, they may be pursued to adopt other people's beliefs and values. And I find it to be so true. When we're reaching for an idea to become perfect, we lose our own values and our own beliefs and we are more likely to adopt someone else's values. And we may then judge not just ourselves, but also others by someone else's values. When you think about it, the most of us wouldn't probably consider ourselves as not good enough or we wouldn't think of us as fat or not skinny enough or not lean enough or not good enough if we wouldn't see so many flaws and imperfections on ourselves compared to people on social media and people on the internet and we wouldn't judge ourselves through the values of today's society. When I was planning this episode I was reflecting on my journey and the idea of being perfect and I realized that I've I've hold on to the idea of being perfect and I still do to certain extent to this day but I'm really working on it but the desire to look perfect was probably one of the strongest desires I've ever had and I've hold on to but it wasn't always like that until I was 15 or 16 I never really had a second thought about my body I didn't really think I was fat or that I even had any weight I needed to lose I did joke about my jiggly ties and maybe my underarms and having rolls on my stomach, but I didn't really take myself seriously, to be honest. I didn't just care. And I think it was at 16 when due to my health and my lifestyle and just some things in my life, I needed to do some changes. And as a consequence, I've lost quite a lot of weight and people started to notice and... I liked it. I like that I have some attention from other people and that I also love to have control over things. I love that there's something I am good at, even though it was just losing weight. And later on, the desire to be perfect took over me completely, especially as I started studying at the university. And I think that a number of factors played a role in it. I moved to other side of the state into a huge city full of people I didn't know. I studied a major I didn't really like. I had a boyfriend back at home and I couldn't really be with him that much because I was in school. I don't mean this as an excuse nor I want to sound ungrateful for that but I really think that these all of these changes and things affected me and played a huge role in how my eating disorders continued to develop. I definitely created this unnecessary pressure on myself that I have to be perfect, that I have to be a perfect student and I need to look my best, which at the time in my mind meant to eat as little as possible and to work out as much as possible. 
and I wanted and I also wanted to be a perfect girlfriend like that was my imagination of being perfect whereas the reality couldn't really be further from the truth I did somehow manage to get through the first semester as the perfect picture in my head I did control my food I did work out a lot and I did have really good results as a student and I think I passed all the exams at the very first attempt and before the actual deadlines. But it was just so much pressure and I didn't realize at that time, but I really started to binge like crazy. The next two semesters were literally hell on earth for me. I was binging and exercising and binging and hating myself and binging some more. I spent all my money on food. I even remember eating my roommate's food because I didn't have any money left. And the worst breaking point for me was when I binged on a whole box of granola and yogurt and candies. I still remember that until this day. And then I went to an exam and I locked myself in the school bathroom and I binged some more on a freaking toilet at school before an exam on my own. And I, I remember that I was like crying yet eating and being so stressed out and I thought I'm going crazy and I was I and I promised to myself like this is the last time you did this like this is crazy and it obviously wasn't the last time but I think a lot has changed since then I think that at the time I realized how serious it actually was because my at that time my urge and my desire to be perfect uh, was just like so unreachable that I think at that point I just gave up. I stopped trying to maintain the weight, I stopped trying to lose weight, I stopped exercising, I just binged and binged and procrastinated and I gave up on trying to be a good student because I think like if I can get the best marks possible and if I can cope with all that stress throughout the exam period period then I probably just shouldn't be trying at all and that's when the binge eating problems and procrastination problems really took a whole new level and they got even worse because then I had like these terrible emotions because I felt like I failed and like a failure and I didn't want to feel like that so I again coped with those feelings through binging and procrastination. And because I didn't want to feel like that anymore, I didn't want to feel terrible. And I basically binged and procrastinated through the whole three years of my bachelor's degree. I did somehow manage to finish it and to graduate. I still don't know how, but I did it. And what I find interesting is that when I started my recovery journey, every progress I made didn't really feel like good enough. When I did well and I stayed binge-free for some time, all I could think about was, well, you only stayed binge-free by accident. It's not like you really like had to try or that you succeeded. Or you didn't binge because you didn't have the time and resources to do so, not because you didn't want to. And I really devaluated every progress I made in terms of the recovery. And I was really, really mean to myself. No progress ever felt good enough because it wasn't perfect. Like, who cares I didn't binge 
for 30 days if I screwed up and binged for one day then I have to like literally start over again at least that's what I thought in my head and it really made me not appreciative of where I was at that moment every progress no matter how big or how small it was it never felt enough for me now why I think perfectionism is so bad is that with the desire to do so well and to be perfect we may end up doing nothing at all. For example, I kept postponing this podcast because I never felt like it was perfect enough to be launched. But the truth is, it never would be perfect. I would always find something I could do better. I could always re-record the episode like hundreds of times and I would always find something that could be improved. And it's the same with recovery. We want it to be perfect. We don't want to mess up. We feel like we can never binge again or we can never slip up again because if we do then we failed because it wasn't perfect so we oftentimes end up not doing it at all another thing that's so tricky about perfectionism is that it makes us take things to an extreme we just don't think that anything less than perfect is acceptable and because of that nothing is ever good enough And when we don't reach our expectations that are usually unrealistically set, we feel like we failed. One last thing that I found super tricky and sad about perfectionism is that we focus so much more on what's wrong rather on what's actually right and good. Like in an example I gave earlier, we often focus on one day when we binged and we feel like we failed the whole recovery journey rather than seeing the bigger picture and seeing how far we've come and the progress we've made. And we focus on what's wrong rather than appreciate the progress we've made. To leave you with something positive rather than negative, I think that once we start to learn and to accept that it's okay to, that things don't have to be perfect they will and they will never be perfect and that we are not perfect and life isn't perfect, then we can actually make a progress and then we can actually start accepting ourselves for who we truly are. And I think you'll become much more appreciative of different moments in your life and you'll start to enjoy things and you'll start to enjoy every moment much more and you'll enjoy the time you spend with your family or your friends because you will focus less on being or looking perfect and you'll focus more on being present in that moment. So that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it helped you to look at things from a different perspective. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All resources mentioned in the episode will be linked in the show notes. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. So until the next time, bye!